there and happy Friday to you. It's time again for another Friday Five, our weekly list of five things you need to know about. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and I've got to say, this week was rough, but at least it is Friday. We've got our list, so let's get into it. Starting out, of course, with number one. The Centers for Disease Control announced on Tuesday this week that anyone traveling to the United States by air would be required to show proof of a negative COVID-19 test taken within the three-day period prior to their flight. For those who have had COVID-19, they must show documentation that they have recovered from the coronavirus. The new measures will begin January 26th and are in response to the new variants of COVID-19 that scientists have found to be more easily transmitted than the original strain. According to reports, the new coronavirus variant has already shown up in 10 states since mid-December. Number two, on Wednesday, Apple announced Propel Center, part of the company's commitment to combat racial equity and justice, with education and investment initiatives. The Propel Center will be a global innovation and learning hub for historically black colleges and universities in Atlanta, Georgia. Apple will also open an Apple Developer Academy in Detroit, Michigan, which will focus on coding and tech education. CEO Tim Cook also announced that Apple planned to support venture capital funding for black and brown entrepreneurs as part of the REJI initiative. The initiative will also invest $10 million with Harlem Capital in New York and $25 million in the Clear Vision Impact Fund. According to Cook, quote, we are all accountable to the urgent work of building a more just, more equitable world, and these new projects send a clear signal of Apple's enduring commitment. We're launching REJI's latest initiatives with partners across a broad range of industries and backgrounds, from students to teachers, developers to entrepreneurs and community organizers to justice advocates working together to empower communities that have borne the brunt of racism and discrimination for far too long, end quote. We'll be linking to Apple's official release on the new projects in our episode notes if you'd like to learn more. We'll also be linking to the official Propel Center website so you can check out some of the design mock-ups and get updates on that initiative. Number three. Student loan payments have been on pause for a large part of the pandemic. That's something that President-elect Joe Biden will continue on day one of his presidency, according to reports. The amount of student loan debt has grown into a $1.6 trillion burden spread across 40 million Americans. That stat comes from the Federal Bank of New York. Another interesting stat, borrowers owe between a $200 and $299 payment per month. And according to the U.S. Department of Education, about one in every five borrowers, or about 8 million Americans, hold student loans that are in default. So far, student loan forgiveness has been tied to pandemic relief, but support is growing for a larger relief program. Bernie Sanders once called for all student debt to be forgiven. Senator Elizabeth Warren has suggested $50,000 in relief. And Joe Biden has recently mentioned that he would support $10,000 worth of forgiveness. 
I'm sure I'm not alone when I say, sign me up. I still have another few years to repay, and that money could be going to my daughter's college fund. Number four, this week was the all-virtual Consumer Electronics Show, something we talked about last year roughly around this same time. The show is the place for tech companies to debut their biggest and best product ideas for the year many of which are prototypes or still in planning phases, but some are actually available to purchase. CNET has a great write-up on some of the tech that is currently available, so we'll be linking to that in our episode notes. One device that looks amazing, the Pocket Talk S, which is a translating device that, according to reviewers, works very well and retails for almost $300. It can translate 82 languages, which is pretty cool and useful if you're planning on traveling somewhere in the future when we're able to travel where you don't know the language. Alarm.com introduced a doorbell that works by standing on the accompanying doormat, just one of the many touchless COVID-related tech items presented this year. For gamers or LED electronics enthusiasts, there's a small mechanical keyboard that will be available for $10. It's 60% the size of regular keyboards, removing all the extra space between keys for less extraneous movement if you're a gamer, or just taking up less space on your desk and showing off a rainbow LED display. And of course, there's always a few things that are just the most luxurious, amazing tech items ever. Well, this one is for the home. It is the Kohler Stillness Bath, and it features an overflow into a wooden moat, fog and light capabilities. You can even use essential oils with it. But of course, it will run you just over $6,000 up to almost $16,000 for every single one of those amazing extras. And then, of course, in the spirit of tech, CES, and nostalgia, The Verge did a write-up on the tech that was introduced at last year's CES and where those products are now. That was an interesting read as well. Personally, I'm fascinated by the products that were planned for 2020 prior to the pandemic and all the changes it brought into our everyday lives and then how those products either shifted to go along with the new normal or felt completely out of place. Number five, a recent study that looked at the links between human health and gut microbes found some interesting associations. The study found 15 of those microbes were associated with lower risks for common illnesses and disease, like diabetes and heart disease. They also found 15 that were associated with higher risks for those illnesses. One thought about these findings moving forward is that they could be used to create a truly personal diet plan that would be guided by testing the microbes present in your gut. And of course, we know some ways to create these microbes in the stomach with certain foods, so we'll be linking to an article from the New York Times that mentions a few of the foods that could be beneficial as well as those to stay away from. We'll be linking to that as well as the official news release on the study in our episode notes. And for a bonus this week, in case you missed out on them last year, Girl Scout cookies will again be available for purchase online this year. You can also purchase them through Grubhub, so if you got a gift card for the holidays and were wondering what to do with it, you're welcome. 
There's also a new flavor of cookie this year, Toast Yay, which was inspired by French toast and honestly looks and sounds delicious. There are 12 varieties of Girl Scout cookies available this year. Thin Mints are by far my favorite. They have been since my brownie days, which let's just say the cookies have evolved since that time. We'll be linking to the write-up about the cookies in the notes for this episode, as well as the official Girl Scout cookie site. You'll find the other links we mentioned in this episode, as well as other episodes you'll like, articles from our blog, and of course, the opportunity to follow or subscribe to our podcast, which we highly recommend doing. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. Have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there, and we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Brianna Lowe. Artwork by Nick Smith.